The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. There are some that eat to live and others that live to eat. When going to restaurants, the portions often seem large enough for two or three or even four people at times. Some individuals crave sweets, others look for salts. What does that do to our bodies? And are there sets of belief systems that can be overcome to change how we look at food? My guest today is Patricia Bish, and she is the author of Freedom from Food, which is a personal testimony written by her and how she overcame the compulsive eating early in life that was the, the result of enormous emotional pain from destructive eating habits that she had endured. Welcome, Patricia, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. I'm so happy to be on the show today. Well, it's really wonderful to talk about this particular topic. You know, I'm in the South, and here there's greasy food and fried chicken, and there's big plates of food and lots of things. And as, as you go through this book, it really is a mindset changer. And that is something that will stretch a lot of people because most people will look at this book and, and wonder, can I look like her? She's on the cover. She doesn't look like she ever had a weight problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> because you look amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, and, yes, I did have a food problem. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I'm bringing in a very a very different kind of thinking about food because all the dieting and the ways we've tried of dieting and um, counting calories and counting carbohydrates and all and exercising until we you know exercise 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 if any of those ways worked for me I wouldn't be on this radio show but what I found in my life is that they were temporary fixes and that my weight always came laughing back at me and there was it, I had no control over it in the long run to keep it off. Well, the other part of this too because as I was reading this book I started to realize a lot of people are not really consciously eating. They're eating but they don't may not be aware that food can also be a relationship of codependence. Food can definitely be codependence. I was very codependent on uh, it myself, uh, codependent on it to soothe uh, an inner pain, to soothe uh, different places where I felt betrayed, where I didn't feel good enough in my life. I think we can all, if we look inside ourselves, there's places of pain where we're just not pretty enough, we're not smart enough, we're not... Oh, it's all the enough. Uh, 
you know, if we, you know, people who have uh, straight hair want curly hair. Um, uh, people who have a certain shape of body, you know, a voluptuous body, they want a thin body. A thin body wants a voluptuous body. There's places where we just find a way to feel that we're just not good enough. There's something just uh, defective about us, and when that starts happening in our life, we reach, we become codependent in a sense, like you said, dependent on something outside of ourselves to just make things feel better, make things all right. And eaters don't find it uh, on the outside, so they reach to food. There's some place where they're feeling pain, and food serves to sedate them and to ease the anxiety, it really tranquilizes in a sense and in a way holds those fragmented parts together that just aren't feeling very good. And so other than just feeding ourselves food for the sake of existing and surviving and nurturing our bodies in the way that it needs, we're literally feeding a pain in in many cases. I would say we're sedating a pain. I think there's an out-of-control an out of control feeling um, where something on the outside is causing us to feel anxious or too hurt or too afraid and we just don't have the mechanisms anymore to um, to uh, deal with it. So what we do is we sedate it in a sense by eating um, and so some people do it by running or drinking or taking drugs but eaters find a certain control in uh, taking something that they can't have. Maybe it's a sweet or something where they're not getting the love, but the sweet is something that they have control of to give themselves when they're not getting the love that they want inside. So when did the aha moment come for you to, to recognize that this was the relationship with food that you had had or this was what you were using to sedate? Well, I uh, knew I was using it to sedate myself for quite a long time. You know, I was a, a junk food junkie, and I would go to a liquor store, and I would buy chips and cakes and candies, and I would eat them all down, you know, uh, and ice creams, eat a bag full down, and I would just really hate myself uh, because I would hate the fact that I was overweight, but I felt very helpless about it. So I knew I had a problem, but I was out of control. I think that's the thing with addiction, no matter what it is, is that we don't feel like we can control it. Um, it's like an alcoholic or a drug addict. At a certain point, it gets to the place where we have to have that food to uh, calm us down. So not everyone is an addict in that way, but I was, and I knew I was out of control, and I knew I couldn't diet anymore. Diets just weren't working for me. I I didn't have the willpower anymore to just sustain a diet. So what came first? Was it the weight was already there and that caused the emotional pain, or was there emotional pain and that caused uh, the eating and then the weight came on and it became a cycle? How How did that progress? I believe that it's the emotional pain that comes first. So the emotional pain causes us to, in a sense, contract and uh, protect ourselves. We need some protection from critical judgments, from outside 
outside criticisms from other people. So we go into a contraction and a protection mode, and I believe that's when food comes in. It, it helps us, in a sense, protect ourselves. Overweight oftentimes protects people who don't want to have... Um, don't want sexuality coming at them if they've been abused or uh, they don't want attention or they don't feel they can get angry. So in a sense, they get angry. They they sedate the feelings inside themselves to calm it down. So those are some of the reasons of um, what happens. And so then we contract. And when we emotionally contract or we mentally create ideas around food, then um, it starts solidifying in our body. There is so much scientific evidence now that the mind and body are connected. And so what we think does manifest on our body. And the good news is our mind can change our bodies. And so by having certain thoughts about the foods that we're eating, uh, if those thoughts are negative, then the results physically that we are creating can also lean that direction. They're going to be uh, physical manifestations that will help us to feel more negative if we're already in that place. Exactly. I think there's a reason why we see Olympic sports athletes all using positive images to create a peak performance, and that's because the images and the beliefs create an effect in their body and it's no question who's going to do better in a race or on a balance beam or they're going to go that extra mile, that extra stretch, who's ever putting in those beliefs of yes we can. If you're thinking yes we can or no, whatever I eat just goes right to my my hips and I am powerless over this food, well then that creates uh, something in the body too. Dr. Emoto, um, Dr. Emoto studied uh, the effect our words had on water crystals, and our bodies are seventy percent water. So what it showed is that whatever we're thinking really creates a change in the body. He showed pictures of water crystal changing with one word like love or hate or grateful. So our words are very important in how what how our body is um, how our body wraps around and creates matter. Ideas are held and held cohesively uh, with our thoughts and our mind, where our minds are directed. That's that, what they've been proving. That's very very true, actually. And, and his work was featured in What the Bleep, and he's got books out, Masuru Emoto, and he does showcase how very negative words, the the water crystals were very deformed or very diseased looking, and and the water crystals that did have the affirmations and the positive loving words, they they were more beautiful and powerful and crystalline in, in nature. And so what you're saying about us being water, we really can imprint that back on ourselves. Exactly. As a matter of fact, we are participating all the time. We are imprinting all the time because that monkey mind of ours just never stops thinking. And the good news is, so if we are thinking, oh, my God, I'm always going to be heavy, my my mother would or at a certain age people get heavy. You know, if we have these thoughts, uh, 
then those will begin to imprint. The good news is we have the power to choose the thoughts we think, and that's something we need to do more of because we are participating one way or the other with what we're thinking. And it boils down to whether we want to be conscious about, not really just conscious about what we're eating, but conscious about what we are feeling and thinking about what we're eating that that can help to lead us to the next step because a lot of people are in that cycle where it's very difficult for them to get out of that place. Uh, the, this country, right, we're now we're facing probably more obesity than we ever have. Yeah. And so many people battle that day in and day out and really get to a place of hopelessness that this will never change. So what kind of got you to that place where, and I'm going to have you answer this one, um, when we return, because this is a fascinating, fascinating topic regarding freedom from food, Patricia Bish has come up with a wonderful breaking free from the theory of food was her first step, a wonderful, wonderful, unique method and program referred to her as FFF or freedom from food, and it's composed of five parts, each devoted to a particular area that needs to be conquered. So it, uh, while we take this commercial break, think about what your thoughts of food are and where they stand and where you think you're putting something on your body or not. We'll be right back in a few minutes to talk a little bit more with Patricia Bish. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ag Council. 
the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Patricia Bish, author of Freedom from Food, is with us today. She is a psychotherapist that conducts media appearances and leads classes and workshops on weight loss and will actually be conducting a 16-week program taking people through the steps of Freedom from Food week by week starting June the 10th. You can find out more about that on her website, freedomfromfood.net, freedomfromfood.net. And I believe we have a caller on the line, Linda. You have a question. I did. I, I, I wanted to find out a little bit about what kind of exercises goes along with this program. That's a wonderful question, Linda. Let's let's get into that a little bit. Patricia, when you were uh, coming up with this program and you had to get started and, and move out of where you were in this place, is that how you develop some of the, the different exercises and things? Because there's a lot in this book and, and there's some wonderful practices. Yes. Um, are, was she relating to exercise um, exercises in the practice sessions or actual exercise? Just doing actual exercise oh. along with the program, is it a necessity to be able to continue the weight loss or how does it work with the program? Okay. Well, both were uh, actually both parts of exercise are very important uh, to mention. One is people have a lot of beliefs. If they don't exercise enough, they'll gain weight, and consequently, that belief links them in to uh, the understanding that they have to exercise to lose weight. So, if they ever stop exercising then the belief system goes that they will gain weight. So that's the problem with linking the thought of exercise and weight. I believe that exercise should be done because it makes you feel good, which is more of an advanced way of thinking about it, I call it, uh, instead of one that's done to lose weight. You do it to feel better, to feel clearer, to have more energy. But if you link it up with weight, then you have a problem because if you're ever bedridden or you can't exercise, then what your mind does automatically is say you're going to gain weight. So I make that distinction. I've had marathon runners who have said they've run marathons and not lost a pound. And I believe it's because exercise and weight should not be linked and uh, oftentimes people do all the exercise in the world and they still don't lose a pound because I don't believe it's about the exercise. Well, I'm definitely guilty of linking the two all my life, so that's good to hear. Yeah, so this is a different way of thinking about it. So thank you so much, Linda, for your question. And I hope you'll begin developing a new way of thinking about it. When you detach your belief systems from exercise or foods being good or bad for you, and actually the practice exercises in the book, which was the other thing we were talking about, will help you do that so you no longer link the old beliefs of good and bad for you, but you start seeing food as 
from the quantum physics standpoint of moving, fluctuating energy that is moved by your mind and your emotions and not by the exercise you do, that will be a much more empowering and powerful place for you. Thank, Thank you, Linda, for your call. I appreciate Thank you so call. much. That's, I would like you to get into a little bit more for Linda and for any other listeners that are, are thinking that way about exercise because in the book you approach this from many different methods. You use visualization and repetition and journaling and invocation and, and inner child exercises. And this creates a more holistic approach to start to, uh, to start to change that mindset and belief system. Does that support that? Yes. Uh, what happens in the book is I take, nobody needs to listen to me to have a new way of eating program, you know, that, uh, that has carbohydrates or calories or, or any kind of diet regime. Nobody needs to listen to more of that. There are so many out there. So hopefully the people want a new idea who are listening to this call. And in this call, um, and in this thinking, Food and your body is looked at as fluctuating waves of energy like the scientists have proven. And actually, in the scientific world, they say you actually change your body faster than you can change your clothes. Uh, Deepak Chopra said that. So we are... We have to get on board with understanding that the food we eat, if you can actually close your eyes and think of it for a moment as uh, a food as bubbles of energy that move easily and picture food uh, leaving your body like champagne bubbles leaving a glass and knowing that you can trust your body to eliminate anything it doesn't need because our bodies were set up to heal. When we get a cut, our bodies go in and heal that cut immediately. They send white blood corpuscles. So when we take in food that we don't need, our bodies will just take what it doesn't need and release the rest. That's what our bodies were set up to do, and we can trust our bodies to do that. So if you visualize the food you eat more as air, energy, rather than dense matter, it starts making you feel different about the food you eat and makes it feel lighter because food actually is energy, and energy really is mostly empty space. So it, what I teach people is to begin to look at at food in a completely different way. And I have visualizations that they can work with and practices. So they begin to see food um, completely different. If you look out in nature, you don't see fat trees or uh, dieting flowers or bulimic. <laughs> uh, you don't see bulimic leaves or bulimic um anything in nature, bulimic animals, unless they're sick. This is um, nothing. It's a man-made idea because the truth is that the secret that all thin people know and all people in their perfect proportion know is just one thought. And that thought, when held... Um, when held in a complete focus and that creates an integrity around that idea, that thought that I can eat whatever I want and I don't gain weight, which every thin person will tell you, 
that thought begins to create a flow in your body that creates it so like in nature you uh the trees take in energy they take in nutrition and they release the rest they take in food all day long uh and they release the rest and you don't see fat trees and you don't see fat flowers and in the wild you don't see um, overweight animals. Wild animals are in their perfect proportion. You're absolutely right, and I want to really stretch this point because I want to. I want people to to get something that I really got from the book and from talking to you before, and that was you said you can eat absolutely anything and not gain weight now. That's right, and I used to just be able to, you know, I would diet for two days and then I would binge, and I'd gain weight right away. But now, um, now that I have crossed over and made a shift in my thinking and I'm solid in it, I'm like a black belt in it, I have been for 30 years, then all, now I'm like those thin people that you know, that you don't let you go, how can they do that? But now food comes in and it just goes right through me. Uh, my body takes what it needs. I never gain weight. And if I'm bloated, my body, I trust my body to eliminate that bloat in the next day. If I'm holding on, you know, to water or I think I've gained weight in any way, I've gone into a trust that you'll find in all thin people. And I got that. It clicked a lot for me because growing up, I remember hearing people say, um, oh, you better not eat that, it'll end up on your hips, or you better watch out, you know, all that sugar, you know where it's going to go. And so we're really taught to believe these things about food. And that's what we're really carrying around is is the thoughts and the beliefs that we've been taught about what food does. But growing up, I always felt and I always loved breads and pastas, and I've got a sweet tooth like no other. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so those were the things that I did. But I constantly said to myself the entire time I grew up that, you know, I eat the foods that I love, and they don't, they support me the way that I need. I don't gain weight, and and that is that philosophy that you have in the book. That is that that uh, thinking thin philosophy, because there was this love for this food, and there was no belief system that it was going to do anything to me other than feed that sweet tooth that I have. And so that's where people need to get to, but they have to go through certain exercises because they can't just make up their mind they're going to think this way. That's not going to work, right? That's right. This is not just an intellectual process where you can just hear this information and um, and just do it. At least I wouldn't recommend that. We know that miracles are possible in all, you know, all ways. But what I recommend is that people go through the step-by-step process in the book so that they get strong enough to actually start changing the way their cells and their body processes food. So when you were younger or in this time you were talking about, you could take in food and it went right through you. Oh, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Just like you're saying, it, it went right through. And what you're speaking of is people going through these processes because it's not an intellectual thing, it becomes a knowing for the body, and that's how you are able to stay in the shape that you are. Exactly. It takes a knowing. And I ask people to think of, because at first they go, oh, my God, what's she saying? She must be out of her mind. But then, it's funny, I'm just working with this young girl who's 19, 
May we all go out of our minds. We are speaking <laughs> with Patricia Biss today, the author of Freedom from Food. And she lived a very painful life as an overeater from her teen years well into adulthood. Then over 30 years ago, discovered the secret to regaining her power over food. And it has to do with mindset, not deprivation. There's a way to enjoy eating and lose weight anyway. You can contact Patricia Bish at freedomfromfood.net and take part of a 16-week course where you go step-by-step through the process beginning June 10th. Join us back in just a few minutes and we'll go a little bit deeper. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you looking for Life's Balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll perform a urinary After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Maxwell Planck says the mind is the matrix of all matter. 
Patricia Bish, author of Freedom from Food, discovered that after eight years of mind-body study and therapy, she went to her teacher one day and said, it's wonderful that I've learned how to heal so many diseases, but I have not healed anything. I'm still sitting here in Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm still a junk food junkie. I'm eight years into this, and I have to really see if this stuff works. Can I really change my body with my mind? And that's where your journey began, and that's what you're teaching people to do, to change their concept of food and their mind. Yes, I am, and I just want to say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. We are so much more powerful than we think, and uh, we have all the power within us uh, to change the way our body is. It goes, uh, even Bruce Lipton uh, found out that it isn't even in the, G, the genes and DNA, that we're not stuck by certain genes. People give that message that, well, it's just in your genes to be overweight. So we well, can't blame it on our genetics. No, we can't blame, we can't it, on blame it on our genetics. He just found out uh, also and proved uh, that the cells um, include positive and negative thoughts and emotions and that they're controlled with those also. So what we're seeing now from the scientists and what I learned was that we actually, with our thinking and emotions, are moving around these fluctuating waves of energy all the time. So it's time to get on board and cultivate a strong focus. So we send those, we send those cells in the direction, uh, uh, that we want, whereas food can come in and go out of us easily and effortlessly. Now, uh, I want to say a couple things. One is I don't want to tell people that I am telling them to go out and eat junk food. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm telling them to get over how to get over deprivation, fear of food, and how to see that food can go, you can take in food and trust your body to eliminate it. Once you see that you can do that, I talk about in the book advanced eating, but I don't think people can have advanced eating until they are not afraid of food anymore and are so deprived. So once you see that you can eat whatever you want whenever you want it, then you begin to be able to make choices to choose food that uh, makes you more clear-minded, clear-headed. And And that, Patricia, is what advanced eating is. It's more of a conscious approach to, that's when we can start making the decisions of, okay, now I don't think bad about ice cream and Snickers bars and potato chips, but maybe I don't want to put those into my body any longer. That's right. Like, I know it won't make me gain weight, but it doesn't make me feel good. But that is what I call a advanced thinking. When I healed myself, there was no way I could make that distinction. I was so deprived that all I wanted was the candy I couldn't eat and, you know, the junk food that I couldn't eat. I wanted just a sandwich that had two pieces of bread. That was like a luxury for me. So uh, advanced eating comes after you take off the deprivation and you have control again to make it so that uh, like thin people, they can eat whatever they want and it doesn't stick or get frozen on the body. But you become more like Teflon where uh, no matter what you eat, it just goes, it slides right off of you and your body knows how to do that. I ask people to think of a time in their life when they were either in love or on a vacation or they were a child. And if you think about it, just take a moment. There's usually... 
like you said, a time uh, when you were a child or when they were in love where they could just eat whatever they wanted and they didn't gain weight. And so that is uh, something that I'm not making up, but it's actually the blueprint of how we were born into our body. Our bodies were born to take in food and eliminate what we don't need. That's why we have a whole elimination system. And in the commercial break, there were two words that you said that really, to me, were very powerful. And, and one statement was that the body has an integrity to it and that there is a memory. So if, if there are people that were a certain size at one time, but things happened and they've changed, rather than feeling bad about it, they have to understand there's a memory that they can go back to. And it's not dieting that's going to get them back to that memory, but it's the changing of how they're viewing things, how they're perceiving food, how they're... Uh, feeling about themselves and the things they're putting in their bodies. Exactly. Thank you. So it is that integrity that's there, the flow that's there. It's in all of nature. It's in all of us. And even if we were just a baby when we had it, we were all born with a system where food goes in and food goes out and there is a flow. And so um, I want to say one thing about it, and that is it's not an intellectual thing. There is a... like you were saying earlier, there are practices in there because I'm, I'm dealing with a young girl now and she's ready to do a two-week healing, which is what I did on myself. I held the focus for two weeks after I had been studying uh, mind and body and I held the focus for two weeks and it was those two weeks where I held it impeccably that rearranged the cells of my body all of a sudden to go into a flow that I've had for 30 years now. And it changed the way my body processed food. But in order to hold that line of intention, this young girl I'm dealing with, the mind wants the sabotaging thoughts that says, oh, that's not possible. You're always going to be overweight. And, And who are you kidding? You know, one moment on your lips, forever on your hips. And uh, look at your mother or, you know, at menopause, women gain weight. Or men, you know, at a certain point, you're going to have a beer belly. So all these thoughts come in to bombard us. So in order to hold a stand, that takes practices. And I teach so many practices in the book to get people strong enough um, so that when those voices come up, uh, like this young girl that I'm dealing with, when those voices come up in her, all of a sudden she can answer those voices and say, wait a minute, a third of my life I could eat whatever I wanted and I didn't gain weight. And the food just came in and went through me. Now, some people don't have that experience, but they can um, come up with different times. Maybe it was a Thanksgiving dinner or maybe it was some event, some time in their life where they had the ability to eat and not gain weight. And so it, all these reminders are how to, um, she's, uh, one of the things I say is picture uh, those thoughts as critters. And, uh, or I'm sorry, picture critters that you have that are going to eat up all the negative thoughts around you uh, when they come in, That one of those that says, oh, you have to exercise to lose weight, or you better watch your calories. 
Um, well, and one other point, because the deceptive intelligence, you know, from just hearing, okay, there's a young girl and in two weeks she's going to get over this, a lot of people might think, oh, well, this is just a book I have to read and two weeks later I can get over this. And I can. Yeah. But, but that's, that's part of the way we sabotage ourselves. We have to understand that maybe part of the reason we are grabbing at certain foods is that's our way of giving ourselves attention, but the attention that we need might be a different type. That's exactly true. Um, we we grab the food, and we must practice developing inner an inner child practice. That when things get tough, or we get fearful, or we feel uh, criticized, that a loving adult uh, will come in and nurture us. So we don't use the food and our bodies to protect us. Some people use those layers of weight. Um, to protect them or they use eating to protect them. So we have to develop the emotional skills also uh, so that so that we know how to deal with sabotaging thoughts and feelings and we develop healthy instincts, healthy instincts. When someone is coming down on us or criticizing us, we can leave the room. And you're a black belt at this because you've developed the muscle to do that. And that's how you lead people, whether it's through private consultation or through your different uh, 16-week programs or through the book, however it is that they get the information. It's because you have done this practice. You have walked it. You have lived it and taken yourself to the other side to where now you really do eat whatever you like and you choose more advanced eating and maintain uh, a, a lifestyle, a body, a, a feeling that is more authentic to who you are. That's right. It's it's very similar. Like if you're looking at a spot on the wall to balance yourself, you know how if you think uh, you get distracted and you start thinking of something else, uh, and you remove your focus from that dot on the wall, if you're standing on one leg, that you lose your balance. Well, the same kind of focus and attention needs to be done during this two weeks. And like I said, this young girl that I just happen to be dealing with now, you think that that's um, easy, but you need to build up the stamina by giving yourself a practice, like a gift of maybe 10 minutes a day listening to the CD or reading the book so that you build a muscle, Olympic Olympic stars um, don't just go out there and perform. They they do practice upon practice, and then they go out there and they hold their attention and focus, and they are alert and clear. And I am a black belt coach, and I'm not afraid of those doubts and fears. You could tell me food would make me gain weight. You could tell me, you know, calories will make me gain weight. I know because the calories are heat units of energy. And we are here today with Patricia Bish, author of Freedom from Food, a revolutionary approach and a unique method that allows an individual to recreate their thoughts about food without having to diet or go into programs of losing weight. This is about changing the concept of food, changing the concept of your body, and allowing the food to become bubbles of energy as it is. We'll be right back in a few minutes and talk a little bit about anorexia and bulimia. (laughs) 
awakened media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Today we have Patricia Fish, author of Freedom from Food, and you can contact her at freedomfromfood.net. She offers private consultations as well as an upcoming 16-week course to support you in moving to that place where you feel free from food. She is featured in the May-June issue of 1111 Magazine, where you can go a little more deeply into her story and, and some other discussions that we had. It's a wonderful interview. And she discusses the four mastery keys, the body heals itself, mind creates matter, Emotions affect your body, and food is energy. How do these apply, Patricia, to people uh, that are either anorexic or bulimic? Because we've been talking about people that overeat, but what about these people that um, don't gain the weight? What, does this work for them too? Well, uh, with bulimia, bulimia there is a fear of food. Uh, actually, bulimics are afraid to have any food in their system, so they throw it up because they're so afraid food will make them gain weight. And the way it works there is because I show them that food is just energy, that calories are heat units of energy, 
and we're not hibernating. Carbohydrates are compounds of energy. Uh, that basically we live in an energy world, that's what Einstein taught us, that is fluctuating and moving. And when people begin to trust their body and see that they can take in food and trust their body to eliminate what is not necessary, which takes practicing, but you can do it. People, um, people have the power to do it and get behind those thoughts and move that emotions, the energy in motion behind the thoughts, then all of a sudden from out of control, which is also what anorexia is, all of a sudden we have a control where we can trust our body, we can know with our mind that food will come in and go through it, uh, we can empower that with our emotions, which is the energy in motion behind our thoughts, and then all of a sudden, our body begins to move in a very different way. It gets cohesive around the new ideas that food can flow right through us and that our body has an integrity and an intelligence that at every moment can decipher what it needs and what it doesn't need. And it can allow food to come in and go out like the nature around us and like all people who are in their perfect proportion. That's pretty powerful because just using the word control in that statement, that really is what we do with food. I mean, there probably are so many places in our lives where we feel out of control that whether it is overeating or not allowing ourselves to eat or binging or being bulimic, that is a way to control. And it may not be a kind way that we're treating ourselves, but yet it is a way to grip onto something and feel like we've got a sense of it in our hands. Absolutely. I controlled by eating and, and an anorexic controls by not eating, but it's still that need to control from an outside environment where it feels like you're being beat up or you just don't know how to handle it and you feel so out of control. So you can get that control by eating or not eating, but the problem inside remains. So you do want to do the emotional work and the, that's in the book also and the, the wonderful new quantum way of thinking about food is fluctuating waves of energy and really understanding that and giving yourself the practice, the practices that are in the book and every day developing a real strength so that uh, when it comes time to prove to yourself that where you're going to eat just like I did, get on a scale, put the scale away, and eat whatever you want and prove to yourself that your mind is really powerful enough to change the way your body processes food. As someone's moving through your book, is this a book that it's better to read entirely first and then go back and do the practices? Uh, is it something to jump right into? Should they have a buddy? Should they have um, someone facilitating like yourself? How, how is someone going to just really be successful at this and stay accountable? Great questions. And people do have problems, you know, with accountability. You know, we all do, especially when we're making a deep change because part of us, you know, doesn't want to change and finds ways to sabotage. So uh, people, I think that it's really good to go uh, step by step. You can read some of the chapters, but come back and do the practice sessions. That's why I'm excited that I am going to lead this group. It's the first time in 
many years that I've done a group where I'm going to take people uh, weekly through. Uh, but also, if you just want to, it's all in the book also. So if you want to just go step-by-step step through those practices and build the strong muscle you need, the strong mental, emotional muscle you need, so that when those saboteurs come, you know how to fight it. And I'm happy to deal with people in private consultations individually or in um, when you get to the two-week healing. Sometimes people call me around that when they've done all the practices. And I'm a, a coach. It's the time not to go into your emotions for those two weeks. It's the time, like the Lakers, to be in the game, be alert, present, and know how to deal um, know how to deal with whatever's being thrown to you. And it's so important to be willing to allow help, allow assistance, especially in processes like these where we're changing uh, patterns that we've allowed to become embedded for quite a while. It's just it's necessary to take take the time to to reach out to someone. I believe. Yeah. You are going through your process, um, or or someone that's going through a two week process. Let's say they slip, and or certain thoughts start coming back in. What's the best way for them to handle that, to not revert back? I mean, is this something, because it is different than dieting. This is not a diet. And so often with diets, people are used to that rubber band effect of doing the diet and then gaining the weight back and doing another diet and gaining the weight back. So how is this supported differently so that well, there's not the rubber band effect? Mm-hmm. I do have uh, helpful hints. I have 25 in there, and I do. it is a, a real building up. So that, so that this pattern can be interrupted and changed and a new one can be set in. And, uh, and that's why I offer the consultation. So if you find your own mind or the group needs some coaching, uh, they can call because I'm a black belt and I don't ever veer off that mark. I never, ever again would ever think in 30 years that food would make me gain weight. But if you do, there are, I have step-by-step things in the book. I have 21 helpful hint tools or 25, I forget what number it is now, that, and all different ways that people can catch themselves if they find those saboteurs or those old ways of thinking starting to get the best of them. So it's that alertness that uh, we really want to get strong in. And if they need help, I'm, you know, I am here. And if not, there's many ways in the book that they can do this. I wrote everything I know in that book. And, and you talk about support groups or having a buddy and, and those sorts of things. And so there are ways to either utilize the professional help or have people that come along and do that. Patricia Fish, Freedom From Food, you can contact her at freedomfromfood.net and take part in the workshops that she's got upcoming or contact her with any questions or counseling or coaching that you might need. Patricia, thank you so much for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Well, thank you for this fabulous show and all the wonderful, wonderful people you are reaching. Thank you. Thank you. Next week we will have Michael Aubrey, and we will talk about the Light 7 series, a channels group of paintings that came through him, and this wonderfully young, very, very wisdom-filled artist. It will be a very lively discussion and one filled with much beauty because he is as poetic as he is an artist. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. 
Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.